0: Collins is back as quarterback now.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Episode number 20. Producer Dan, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty
1: I'm pretty excited about uh this show. Uh it's an it's another milestone episode. Yes. We made it yes. to 20. Yeah. We talked about this on episode 10, uh, you know, the 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 perfect 10, like my mm-hmm. jersey number 10. Mm-hmm. So, we're we're excited to bring back we're going to bring back the Poshiba guide to the universe after the Brooklyn's bridge towards the end. Yeah. And if you remember we did that on our first episode from the studio.
0: We did. It was. Yeah. It was that one.
1: Yeah, we're going to be a, another ten entries in the Paashiba Guide to the Universe. Awesome. But before we get going, I want to do. I want to say thank you to all of the regular listeners. In in seriously, thank you because we are literally we're growing with literally zero social media presence practically, mm-hmm. and I. I like the fact that we're growing without pushing it. Mm-hmm. The organic growth. Yes, organic it growth. Has been good so far. Yes. Uh, and for all of you that are regular listeners out there, you know who you are. Uh, and we really, 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 really appreciate it. So this episode's brought to you by Organized Clothing Company, a lifestyle brand for our way of life. Don't forget to shoot us an email to Corey at somethingsbrewin.com. And we are off. By the way, going to the Santa Anita, Santa Anita Derby tomorrow.
0: Oh, is that what that that's was? A,
1: that's a horse reference. Yes, yeah. it was. So Santa Anita Derby tomorrow. Pretty excited. I got my custom jacket. Are, are I'm you gonna, serious? Well, it's it's like the only version of, it's the only it's the only time you can really get dressed up on the West Coast. Del Mar opening day in Del Mar is mm-hmm. the second, but this is a the bigger race compared to Del Mar. Sure. So with that, here we go. My favorite number twenty. Yes, One of the greatest running backs of all time, I would imagine many people's favorite, number 20, and that is Mr. Barry Sanders. Dan, tell me you've seen at least some highlights of Barry Sanders as a
0: running back. Well, let me tell you, I've got to say, in all honesty, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me any questions. Today at all? Or tonight yeah. at all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you really don't know who
1: Barry Sanders is?
0: Uh, I believe he was a football player. Yeah. Based on the way you worded the question. <laughs> you don't know what team he played for in the NFL? He played for the... No, I have no idea. You don't know. The New York Jets. <laughs> yeah.
1: He was Miami the, Dolphins. He was a third pick in the 1988-89 draft by the Detroit Lions. Damn. Prior to that, he was a Heisman Trophy winner in 1988 at Oklahoma State University. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Um, Actually played at Oklahoma State in my senior year it was probably my, probably my best game in my senior year is that right yeah if you look at my highlight tape on youtube you'll see a whole section on oklahoma state uh loved that place stillwater <laughs> you know that one movie almost almost famous yes i do stillwater Do you remember? No. What's that? They're the famous band. Oh, that's the name of the band? That's the name of the band, Stillwater. Okay, so Barry Sanders, uh, a 10-time Pro Bowler, four-time rushing leader, 2004 Hall of Fame. He's currently third in the all-time rushing list behind Emmitt Smith and my favorite running back of all time, and and debatable, but I think the greatest running back of all time, Chicago Bear, Walter Payton. Uh, right behind Barry Sanders is Frank Gore for a little trivia. Who is actually still playing at fourth? He needs about another fifteen hundred plus yards to pass up Barry Sanders. Uh, he may do that. Who knows where you know Frank Gore is going to be this year? But anyway, Barry Sanders was a short, five foot eight, two hundred and five pound wrecking ball. Yeah, you couldn't tackle him with your arms. He'd run right through you, and he was too shifty. <laughs> he was, he was, he's got some of the greatest highlights literally of all time. So he's the third of all, all time, all time. And and another guy actually that retired a little bit early. You know, So people, we talked about Rob Gronkowski last week, mm-hmm. you know, he, he could still be playing. He doesn't have to retire. Barry Sanders did the same thing. He had just signed a big deal with the Detroit Lions and, um you know he he retired a little bit early they tried to sue him to get the signing bonus back <laughs> he <laughs> ended up paying a portion of it back but you know a guy that you know retired before he needed to but right it's all good so uh, moving the chains uh, NCAA basketball got a lot of feedback about Jenoweth being 4 for 4 Okay. Yeah. So, and now granted there was only he only needed to go 4 for 4, but he did peak pick, pick, pick three uh lower-ranked teams to beat the higher-ranked teams. So, got to give him a little bit of credit for that. It, it did get a, you know, d- a decent amount of feedback from that. So, and you know, Chenoweth was feeling good. Yes. You know, a guy yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, he was feeling good. So, now we're looking at the final fours Michigan State versus Texas Tech and University of Virginia versus Auburn. Uh we had we have Michigan State uh winning and Auburn winning. was said Michigan State was gonna win. I'm still going with Auburn, even though they lost one of their best players to a torn uh, uh knee. Mm. But I have to throw one of our regular listeners and one of my close buddies, uh, actually that I work with a Michigan State fan I mentioned him last week is that right I had to tell a quick story so his <laughs> oh, brother oh. yeah his brother once Michigan State made it to the final four his brother calls him and says hey I bought I got final four tickets in Minneapolis and he was all fired up but he says you know something doesn't seem right these tickets that <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> my brother got her like half the price of what it appears the final four tickets are going for online. Uh-huh. So his brother sends him a picture message of of the tickets that he now has already bought and got sent to him. Yeah, And it takes my buddy all of five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he texts his brother and says, you know, you realize that it says this is for the championship game on Monday, not the final <laughs> four game on Saturday.
0: <laughs> so
1: anyway... <laughs> and the reason why they're cheaper is because no one knows who's going to be in that game yet. Yeah, so he's still he's still going to the Minneapolis uh, Final Four, so we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get a, some good inside scoop on that. And remember, uh, Cruz for Congress. Yes, yeah, he's what's gonna, going on with that? Well, he's it's he's it's it's happening. It's he's done a lot of power meetings, a lot of power right? broker meetings. He's going to be in Minneapolis too. We'll get a good feedback on that. Um, but <laughs> another piece of NCAA, you know, I know we've been, I'm you know we've been talking about amateurism lately. Yes,
0: we have, yes.
1: Did you see the story about there's a University of Virginia uh guard uh Kyle Guy. He's engaged and his wedding registry got shot out on Instagram by <laughs> a, a, a mm-hmm. booster or you know whatever supporter right. or something. So apparently apparently an overzealous <laughs> an overzealous Virginia you know compliance person Mm. told them that you can't do that because it's an NCAA violation. It Mm could be perceived as an extra benefit. Mm -hmm. So then they made a big deal about well how can the NCAA do this? That's ridiculous. They're just getting married. It's a a wedding registry. What's the problem? So then the NCAA goes out of their way and says oh it's okay. You can do that. But now I'm actually questioning (laughs) if that's the right answer. (laughs) Now now you're on the other side. Because if you're telling me that I could, and you, I, I mean, you can put, I can put my Amazon wish list up there. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. My, you know, whatever. Hey, You're gonna now going to look at what it's not trying to get a Canadian to be a, a U.S. citizen? <laughs> right. Right? Like, you gotta, you're going to go check? Right. All I got to do is put a wedding registry up now to to the alumni, and I'm going to, I mean, I, that could be, it's going to, I guarantee you, his, re, his registry is going to get everything in then Well, some.
0: yeah. But how does that work? I, so. I don't know. I think it's good. I think they've opened up a can of worms. Yeah. So are we allowed to or not give gifts to college athletes? Exactly. Because that is- Because that's what it, it is. Does, I like, don't care I'm, if he's getting fucking married.
1: Right. It it's could still be just, a gift.
0: Right. A guy gives a gift to a, a guy, you know, whatever. Yeah, because now
1: any booster from the University of Virginia knows where the registry is. Oh, yeah. All he has to do is go and buy it and it comes to the door wrapped yeah. up
0: in a freaking bow. Can you register for a Ma- Maserati? I, it, I assume that's, you can register that's for and, anything, and that's
1: when it's going to become an issue. Somebody right. will figure it out, and they'll put something weird on the registry. Right. But you, any every, every registry has crazy stuff. Sure, I remember a friend got married, and they put on something like pay for a helicopter heliskiing in Switzerland. So, you know, I mean, right? Right? A, 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 well not. Probably not a basketball you know, player would put that on, but well, yeah. But you know what I mean? You can Absolutely. put you can put crazy things on a registry. It's just a list. Yeah. And and someone's going to pay for it. I think that the can of worms on that is going to. It's this is not yeah, this is gotta, not the last time we hear about yeah, that story.
0: We're, we we got to watch this. Yeah,
1: and I feel like it went in nicely with the whole concept of amateurism that we've been talking out talking about ever since the sumos a couple episodes ago. Exactly. <laughs> All right, UCLA hoops coaching search. Mm-hmm. So apparently. Apparently, we had we cheaped out on offering John Calipari. So the guy that Chenoweth was talking about last week was yeah, Calipari. Yeah, and he was so convinced that we were going to come strong with about a ten million plus a year deal for calipari so all calipari did was take our eight million dollars a year offer and leverage it to kentucky and now calipari signed a lifetime deal with kentucky oh yeah and 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 i don't know all the details of it but he's signed for life with kentucky and all he has to do is be the coach every july and he gets another two million dollars Nice. Something like that. Something crazy. Wow. So, I, I mean, I I was optimistic that we would get a guy like Calipari, but come on. I mean, why would you leave Kentucky to go to UCLA? And I, and I love... UCLA. I hope to God we're going to be good again in basketball, but now we're now we're looking at the TCU guy Jamie Dixon and he, but even the TCU thing, he's got an 8 million dollar buyout. So good we're trying to God. negotiate that. Which I don't, I don't see that happening. And then we're still in the running for you know UVA and the Tony Bennett guy that we've talked about, the big crooner.
0: The big crooner, Tony Bennett, (laughs) yeah, has decided to coach. So we don't
1: know. I say the hell with it. The Lakers don't look like they're going to try hard for Luke Walton. Let's get Luke Walton. And you heard it here, folks. You You heard it here first. Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, let's move the chains into football, though. You know how we talked about last week that the Americ the uh, Alliance of American Football League, and and Chenoweth did the name drop about how he knows the guy that yeah, is the player personnel everybody. or something. You know, yeah, whatever. That's the
0: one that Eminem is involved in. That's right? what I
1: said. Yeah, but it looks like. I was right, and it appears that they're suspending operation. They are suspending operations. That's it. Oh, it, no, it's on hold. That it's completely on hold after eight games or something. I did a little more research about that though. So this guy Tom Dundon, who owns uh, an NHL team in Carolina, a big businessman out of Dallas, um, he's already spent about seventy million of his own money. Uh, he Holy but he had cow. originally committed upwards of two hundred fifty million to keep the league afloat for a couple years. So now everyone's saying that, and, I, and I, I, I feel as if I was a little bit off on my opinion of the NFL Players Association. Apparently, <laughs> this is going to be called the Apparently episode. <laughs> um, apparently, you can't do... A deal with the NFL Players Association quickly, and this guy Tom Dunden thought that he was going to be able to do something quickly with the Players mm-hmm. Association, mm-hmm. and he was a little overzealous about that. And the and oh my gosh, go figure! The NFL and the NFL Players Association <laughs> right. was like, I don't care how much, I don't care if you are a wannabe billionaire or not. This is right. how we roll, right? So, but in my research of that, I also did not under- or realize that the XFL is coming back. Do you remember the XFL? We've talked a little bit about that. We the mentioned X. the guy. He hate me. Remember that?
0: Is it was that indoors?
1: <laughs> no, wasn't there, there indoor? Football? There might have been one. That was
0: arena league. That oh, annoying. that was endorsed. The XFL though was uh, that was actually outside. huh? Yeah,
1: and it okay. was in its its owned. The league is owned by Vince McMahon from you know. Yeah. Wrestling, okay. Wrestling yep, fame. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: So that is official, and they have there. That's that's definitely coming back. That's coming back, but not until after the next Super Bowl. So their first game is going to be played February eighth, twenty
0: twenty. Hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if they all dressed like wrestlers.
1: Well, they they say that they're going to make it even more, you know, uh, directed to the fans and Is that a right? faster paced game, uh you know, different rules, but still not getting away from the overall uh, you know, core of NFL football or American football. Uh, but just for just for a little preview cuz it's going to be a long ways away, but we're going to be following this story. Oh yeah. Uh there's going to be 8 teams We got Dallas and Bob Stoops, the old Oklahoma quarterback uh, coach, is going to be the coach for the Dallas team. There's a team in Houston. No, nothing to report about Houston yet. There's going to be a Los Angeles team. and Yes. They, I guess they're making a big deal because this lady by the name of Heather Brooke Karatz is, uh, was named the president of that team. So apparently that's the first female president of a professional football team. Um, uh, New York's having a team. St. Louis is having a team. Seattle's having a team with Jim Zorn signed on as a head coach. Tampa Bay has a team with Mark Tressman from the Bears uh is the head coach and then washington dc has a uh, a team with pep hamilton who's who's who has been named as the head coach um i've made a couple predictions so far this evening i'll make one more Brilliant. i predict a merger between the xfl and the aaf to a certain extent sometime in 2019 to go into 2020 i'm just saying
0: interesting i i,
1: I i'm not the only person that that has i i didn't make that up i there, i did read that somewhere um, but I do predict that that's going to happen. Okay. Next up, a little bit of business. Ooh. All right. I don't know. In case you were living under a rock and you don't pay attention to anything in the market, Lyft, the ride-sharing app, went IPO.
0: Yeah. Did you read that? <laughs> yes.
1: Highly highly anticipated uh, because it's another tech company that loses a shitload of money. Yeah. <laughs> but it's valued at 20 plus billion. IPO'd at $72. It went up and down this week, and it's still, I think it's right at $72. So the question I have is I'm not an economics major, mm-hmm. but if you can lose a billion dollars last year,
0: <laughs> yeah, in one year, and
1: still have people excited to invest, yeah. I, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's very similar to the government. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, and I, I know the numbers in Amazon, it took them 10 years to be profitable, but again, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. But I do want to talk about Lyft versus Uber. So I, as of right now, today, and am an Uber guy. Is that right? And I want to tell a quick story about what it was like for myself as a single person living on the West Side and- When I would go out, this is probably 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, I had a conglomerate of black town cars that I had made relationships with. So when I went out on a Friday or Saturday night or a weeknight, I didn't ride around in cabs. I had full-on practically a walkie talkie where I would call my number one, number two, number three, number four drivers. Seriously. And they would pick me up and they'd roll and drop me off wherever I was going in a black town car. Yeah. And it's well back then it was I had my own personal Uber right right it was my in, in in uber i don't know if they still use it as that but it, they call it they used to call it at the beginning your own professional driver your own driver something like that yeah. well i did that and if i was just smart enough to be able to design the technology behind <laughs> it then i could there have a go. company cuz uber is supposed to be worth 45 billion mm-hmm. but whatever my point is is that someone was smarter than me and they put it together and now everyone's getting dropped off in you know blacked out cadillacs and, mm-hmm. and you name it but I'm an Uber loyalist because I believed that i I'm not I haven't turned the corner yet, but up until recently, and we're going to get to this a little bit later on my quote unquote "weekly travels section of the show mm-hmm. but I had a ride in one of my weekly trips with an Uber driver, and he was talking about um, the borders of the states, okay? And apparently, Uber won't allow you to go into different states. Not a big deal in California. It takes you five hours to get right. to a new state, right? But if you're on the northeast, a little foreshadowed of where I was. If you're in the northeast, you can be in a new state in fifteen twenty minutes, and another one in fifteen twenty minutes, and another one in one hour. But you can't cross the state line. No, he was explaining to me that there's a, there's a, a strict rule where they only allow there's the borders, and they send you. To certain areas on Uber, Lyft, you can transfer over from from line to line, <laughs> and I also, from some other folks that are Lyft loyalists, are telling me that there's a different level of driver, and it's not so; it's a little bit more expensive and for the higher end rides, and mm. there are higher quality people. Because no offense to Uber X drivers, but I've had this conversation with many people. I refuse to take Uber X. I will not. Take Uber X. Now,
0: Uber X is the slightly fancier thing, right? No. Uber X is the lowest version. Well, oh, that's the lowest
1: it's, thing. No, it's the second lowest, one above pool. Oh, well, yeah. I forgot about pool. Okay. So Uber X, when it first came out, it was fine. And then you realize now, every the last five times I've gotten an Uber X ride,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's been a dismal experience. It's basically a cab. It's less than a cab. Right. And if you believe in slave labor keep paying for uber x okay because every time you get an uber x ride the person is getting practically nothing from you and from uber and that's why you're taking you have to be concerned about this this is the type of person that will drive you off a cliff <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to pay extra because right. I'm going to pay extra knowing that this person is driving and actually is able to pay his his or her bills right. as opposed to an UberX driver who is making less than a cab driver. Right. I'll do Uber XL when it's a long drive because I am still somewhat cheap. Okay? <laughs> but nothing to do with UberX and my point about all that was is that I am about to download the Lyft app. Oh, I'm going to take Lyft to the Santa Anita Derby tomorrow. You are. Which it would normally be under the select or black uh, uh, tabs on Uber. Mm-hmm, it would mm-hmm. be 100 to 120. Okay. So I'm going to take Lyft tomorrow for the first time ever. For the first time I I bought it, right? Wow, I've been okay. in I've been in Lyft before with other people getting the the Lyft. Gotcha. But I'm going to do that for the first time tomorrow and I'll tell you that I am open for my loyalty Oh, that's oh, what I'm saying. Really? Yes, that's what I. That's what I'm proclaiming tonight on episode 20. Okay, okay. But and I was a little bit. It was freaking me out a little bit though when the Uber driver was saying that because then I started thinking about how much technology companies have on us. <laughs> everything right and then i also was thinking about the justin timberlake movie called out in time do you remember that movie where it's the futuristic society and you yeah. have you have time on your arm and when your time runs out you die and, but when you yes. get to the age of 24 you are stay 24 forever as long as you have enough time on your arm oh right but there's nine or uh, either 9 or 11 zones and the rich people live in zone 11 okay and the people that live in zone 1 People are dying all over the place, right? Okay. So, I, I, I was a little, it was freaked me out a little bit from a conspiracy theory standpoint is that if Uber can only allow certain types of people to go to certain areas, are they going to be able to keep people in certain sections? And are we just yeah. 50 years away from having zones? They're
0: keeping everybody in zone 11. Right? Okay. So, if Lyft is allowed to
1: transfer zones,
0: right. then I feel See, like I'm 50, nice 50
1: years ahead of the game here.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> anyway, so the good thing about me is that I don't think deep about anything. So, we're going to move on to the Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked about last week about being opening day. Yes. Uh, great story about Bryce Harper, arguably one of the most famous baseball players, in his first return to Washington, the team he left. And his the, the hometown fans were given him him a hard time, Dan. Holy cow. Oh, really? They were mad. But the thing that was awesome was that there was a shitload of Philadelphia Phillies fans that made the trip to Washington to back him up. Wow. It was great. So he goes out there, he strikes out the first two times, and then he almost hits for the cycle. He gets a, a single, a double uh and a home run all he needed was a triple to hit for the cycle wow. they win and you could see Bryce Harper was fired up and he and he in his press conference he basically was so fired up because there were so many Phillies fans there <laughs> yeah yeah and a shout out to my the my my great buddy who's the biggest Philly fan that I know my man Heenan he's he's become a, somewhat of a regular listener he was a guy that we said thank you to earlier
0: Beautiful.
1: um so a little bit more in Major League Baseball. Did you see the story about the Mets in this? Uh, the Ron Darling wrote a book where about the eighty-something World Series Mets, and talked about how Lenny Dykstra was throwing out racial slurs at uh, Dennis Boyd, one of the pitchers from the Boston Red Sox. Did you Did you no, hear see the story? No. You know who Lenny Dykstra is, right? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. Well, he is. Um, a train wreck in general, <laughs> but but he, he's a guy. He's made, you know. He's he's been arrested for you know embezzling money. He's got private equity companies. He was one hell of a baseball player. I think he lost all of his teeth. He's been on Howard Stern ten times, and, oh he, and he's you'll if you've never heard him on Howard Stern. For those of you that have, you'll remember the one thing he loves to talk about is eating pussy.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: and he. It, And Howard just pulls it out of him. Well, yeah. And so Lenny will just talk about it and talk about it. So then the last time he was on Howard Stern, he bought some random house in a New Jersey suburb, and the neighbors have gone on local TV- Talking about how this quiet neighborhood has turned into a transient, basically a transient drug slash whorehouse, because he oh. bought the house in the cul-de-sac. But that's a side note. So Ron Darling, this you know pitcher from the Mets, right. writes a book. Bu- writes a book, and the most controversial piece is that he's throwing Lenny Dykstra under the bus. Well, the problem is, is that the guy that he was supposedly throwing hurling racial slurs at that guy doesn't remember it and then other black players on the team don't remember it and so they're all telling saying that the guy that wrote the book is lying oh, and it's no. this big can you can you believe we have a racial controversy Today,
0: <laughs> so that's I can't my believe point. we have a racial controversy where everybody's saying the guy m- maybe didn't say it.
1: Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, I, I mean, that that made news. And uh, for the for the major league baseball fans out there, quick major league baseball standings: we got on the American League, we got the Rays uh, uh, up top in the East, the Twins, and the Mariners in the National League. We got the Phillies, Brewers, and Dodgers. And for the freaking Cubs fans out there, the Cubs are one and. Five as we do this show, and the whites and the White Sox are under five hundred too. So, okay, next segment: weekly travels. So, I flew out to uh, landed in JFK
0: on Tuesday. Oh, late Tuesday. Wait a minute, you flew to New York? Yep. yep. Hey, let me ask you something. John F. Kennedy Airport. Quick question. Sure. Did Shoot. you uh, Did you cry? No, I.
1: Uh, not on the flight out there. Not,
0: no. <laughs> I, love, I love how you had to qualify it well uh, well not on the way there
1: actually no dan i did not uh i didn't cry on the way there <laughs> but but I, I did cry again on the way did back really yeah okay yeah what were you watching well i never ended up finishing uh crazy rich asians
0: Oh well, so you're I, just asking for trouble. Yep.
1: So okay. I, I watched the last forty five minutes of Crazy there Rich Agents. Go. and again, for those of you who've seen it, the, the most heartwarming parts are at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, but you flew to New York, so we flew JFK. flew into JFK uh, with my with my right hand man, the Michigan State guy that got the <laughs> got bamboozled on the tickets, <laughs> and we got we we landed in late, and we had to drive all the way up you know, into Connecticut. Mm. We had meetings in Connecticut the next day, and stayed that night in New Haven, Connecticut. Mm. A- have you ever been to New Haven? And do you know what is in New Haven?
0: Yale, the school. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, that's the answer. Yeah, that is the answer. Yeah, Yale. Yale is in New Haven.
1: And yes, I I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, <laughs> but <laughs> it I, does kind of yeah. even at night, right? I felt like I, yeah, I was in Hogwarts, some, <laughs> somewhat in yeah Hogwarts, and so I made the cardinal mistake, the cardinal sin, big mm-hmm. mistake for those of you that travel. Being alone with a cardinal, yeah. If you if you're bi-coastal, then everyone knows when you fly to New York, you can't fall asleep on the flight. That's the cardinal. That's a kiss of death. Because you get because to New of, York, right. It's three years, three three years later. <laughs> three
0: years later, that's a hell of a flight. That's a zone,
1: huh? Yeah, it's three hours later, mm-hmm. and you and I fell asleep. I took a hour and a half, two hour nap in the afternoon. When yeah. when you do that, yeah, if you're not on vacation, yeah. Or it's a Sunday after a long night on Saturday, <laughs> so I take a nap on the plane. So we get to New York, we we get into New Haven. It's eleven forty-five midnight, and, uh, and you're
0: wide awake, wide
1: awake. And so, the, so we're like, well, we're in New Haven. Let's check out Yale. So we walk around. We go to one bar and have a bite to eat, and then we're trying to walk back to the hotel. And I hear loud music playing, mm. almost like a homing beacon. I just, <laughs> I, I said, you know. Buddy, follow me. I, I hear it. I walk a couple more places. It's getting it's, We're getting warmer, warmer, right, warmer, right. hotter, hotter. <laughs> and we, random doors, open it up. Place smells like shit. Hot and sweaty. <laughs> but right. the music was freaking awesome. They had a oh. seven-piece uh, band that was jamming. OK, and I, and I first walk in and I'm listening to the music and they were on a riff. It was like a blues, a blues, uh, jazz blues, but also fast paced sort of, you know, cutting edge jazz blues, blues jazz band. I don't know if that's a, a new genre. It is now. But then I read that after the riffs over. The lead singer goes off and this guy. Yeah. What looked like a homeless guy <laughs> and it was a terrible singer. Oh. But the band behind them was awesome. But then I started looking closer at the band through the fog, <laughs> <laughs> and it, not the best looking band you've ever seen. Okay, uh, let's just yeah. put it that way. Okay. And then you, and then you had to ask yourself: the lead singer must either have the studio space,
0: something right? <laughs> there's yeah. something what, what, going on here. What's tipping the scales? And in we his walk, favorite.
1: and there's a bunch of people dancing.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And I, if you haven't been to Yale, I'd never been to Yale. I I just thought Ivy League Yale. Yeah, and this was the most hippiest tree hugging group I've ever seen in my life in New Haven. In New Haven, (laughs) uh, at 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 this point, twelve thirty at night on a Tuesday, and there was people dancing and feeling the vibe. There was definitely not a sober person in there, and I don't mean just drunk. Everybody had to be high as kites. Yeah. And my buddy and I walked straight through the whole dancing group to the bar like, hey, can you give us a beer? And then I got a sport coat on. He's got a sport coat on. We stood out you know, like sore thongs. The nurse are here. Yeah. Well, and then we were joking. He and I, we said, after they're done, how about I walk up to the band and I say, listen, I'm from LA. I wanna <laughs> s- I'm from LA. I'm right. a music producer. Right. I want to sign all of you. Except, except you got to get rid of the lead singer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and see what they say. And just see what you think. And, and say, was,
1: hey, Gary get lost. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Are you really from LA? <laughs> I'm like, look at my jacket. Of course I'm from You're LA. Of course I'm from LA. But there was this there was this little there's this short heavy-set gal that I had never seen dancing moves on a short heavy-set gal like I saw in is that this right? bar now, a little quick side note: the bar was called Pacific Standard. And do you hear what, what I just said? I'm, I was comp- I was complaining the whole time as we're walking around about the the fact are that I you, fell asleep. Are we are go you to the a bar called lag? the Pacific Standard, <laughs> and this this gal was a better dancer than me. What? Yeah, and she was bouncing and doing the feet thing that I do, and I I hit my butt. I said, "This girl is an unbelievable dancer." She should be a little thinner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Said the guy from L.A. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And I I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just saying we're going to get to the the contrary, you know, the contrast in in a few moments. But was not impressed by
0: (laughs) and they're all apparently all Yale students. Seriously. Yeah. Is there a school of forestry there or something? I don't know. I mean, I'm
1: not trying to be judgmental, but in a million years, I could have said there's not a chance in the hell that any person in here is an Ivy League person. But maybe I'm wrong, and that's what it's like nowadays. So next, I liked what we did last week about closing your eyes. Oh, yes. So we're going to do that again. Close your eyes. Okay. All right. Breathe out. Mm. Deep breath in. Do you remember the first time
0: you drove into New York City? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Where I actually drove <clears throat> behind the wheel? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like as an adult? Absolutely. Tell me. Can you tell me more or no? Yes, I can tell you. It was uh, August of nineteen. No, let's remember that I'm a little older. How than old more. were you roughly? It was a uh, 19... Probably 23. Okay. And what were you doing there? My then girlfriend and I had rented an apartment on 32nd Street in Madison. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were moving- What part of town is that? It's a crappy part of town. It's a part of town that has no name. That's how bad it is. (laughs) It's like, people live there? No, I don't think so. So, um, but we, the first time I drove in, I was driving a rental van- and um, that night, a friend of mine who was going to buy my car—I had this little Celica, Toyota Celica—nice. Uh, he was going to buy my car, so he decided he would come and see us. And he made a very unsafe uh, left turn on Park Avenue uh-huh. and totaled the car. Oh my god! So, so yeah, that night ended with me walking to the scrapyard on the other side of town to get a rental van to get to to see the what was left of the car oh man yeah but yeah driving Damn. out in New York that's a whole i I, I that's don't a know a very specific thing yeah
1: and and so i I remember the first time I ever drove into New York as an an adult I went there as a kid really little my parents took when I was the only kid before my brother was born, but I, and I don't have zero recollection of that, but I remember the first time going as an adult, as an adult, and it was actually, we were driving, I was dro- we drove from Chicago, in my parents' minivan. It was a Nautica, a white Nautica minivan, and I had three or four buddies in the car. We picked up my buddy from Pennsylvania, and drove to New York City for New Year's, two thousand.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh
1: yeah, glutton for punishment, right? Wow. Stayed in Times Square. Wow. We, wow. Just, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And my buddy and my buddy uh, actually brought my buddy from uh, from L.A. Uh, came with me too. Um, yeah, that was the first time. But my point was is that coming, at we had two meetings in Connecticut on Wednesday, and then we drove into the city, and it just it's it's different. Right there's not another place in the United States yes. that has that much grandeur. Yeah, and uh, as you're driving in, it you see it in the distance, and there's nothing better than at night. Which I will, I'll, oh, I'll yeah. keep going with the story. So it's like you're arriving in Oz. Yeah, and and and, and especially now with uh, you know the Freedom Tower is up, and you know the, the skyline continues to grow. So we went to the Brooklyn Nets game. I had never been to uh, Barclays Arena. Um, great seats, even though the game still mattered. We we got great seats behind four rows behind the Toronto Raptors bench, and for those of you that have never seen Kawhi Leonard from four rows back, that dude he, he's the the best, arguably the best player in the Raptors, and they're the number two, most likely the number two seed in the Eastern Conference uh, uh, playoffs unbelievably studly <laughs> looking dude yeah okay yeah. his shoulders his his physique and you and you'd think that he's six foot nine he, he's a beautiful athlete unbelievable so that was cool and then it was kind of cool being in barclays i i would say that it it, it doesn't have a lot of uh symmetrical aesthetics mm. I, i'm a mm-hmm. big i like symmetrical things in stadiums like that it felt like The Barclays is a little schizophrenic, but it was cool. Now, where is Barclays in Brooklyn? Ah, gotcha. Yeah, so we drove over Brooklyn's bridge. You did, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, after the game. We went to a hotel called the One Hotel, and if if anyone goes back to, so you know, I'm sure you know, Brooklyn is is come up for is 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 already up. It's up, everybody. It's it's, Brooklyn is way cool. Harlem's cool nowadays, Um, but the One Hotel, we stopped at the One Hotel, which is in in Brooklyn on the water, looking at Manhattan. Oh,
0: so then you go into
1: this really cool boutique hotel. There's uh, trees everywhere, and we're having dinner, and we're on the tenth floor looking at. Now we're at night. It's nighttime. It, beautiful view, and we're having a quick conversation with one of the bartenders, and and we're saying, listen, you know, it's it's we're you know, cli- our client's gone home, and now it's just you we know, we it's going to be my birthday at midnight. So that was my birthday too. When was your birthday? On that Wednesday night, so April fourth. Oh, Corey. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you know, I got. Wait, wait got, a minute. Your birthday's April fourth. Yeah, four four. So is my daughter. No way. Yeah. Gosh, you guys, you're so cute.
1: You know what else? Happy birthday. You know man. what else happened on April 4th? No. Martin Luther King got killed. Oh, uh, jeez. Yeah.
0: You had to bring that up, huh?
1: Shots rang that, out in really the true? Memphis sky. Hi. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the bartender tells us, here comes my you know, once a week Asian reference. So she says, if you guys should go to this place in Chinatown called... Mm. Apotheke or something. She gives us somewhat of the address. We look it up, and you can't really tell, but we're in full-on full, in, full on Chinatown, okay? Side side alley. Oh, yeah. I mean, authentic, yeah. okay? Yeah. Wooden door. <laughs> and there's this big, tall uh, It's got a hair uh, Like the guy from uh, uh, Big kitten play? Yes, the yeah, the kid <laughs> seriously? The, the tall, yes, the tall hair from kitten. Wow, and play. I thought I was joking. Yeah, and and he's got a British accent, and he's the <laughs> doorman, and there's a whole bunch of people you know hanging around, and for those of you that are like me and you refuse to wait in line. So, I get right up into the front, and I say, listen, you know, so-and-so from the one hotel said this is the place to be. We're for, obviously from out of town. Um, what do we got to do to get in here? You know, I got $100 in my I got a $100 bill wadded up in my, in my hand here. Mm. What do I got to do? He starts drilling me about you know, doing the whole, I'm the doorman, you got to wait. Talk Seriously? to me. Yeah. So, but this is the best part. So, he starts asking me about football. I said, "What well, are you talking about? American football or football?" Now, why is he asking you about football? Uh, he's just trying to be uh, a smartass and trying to point oh. out that he think he doesn't think that I know anything about <laughs> soccer. <laughs> oh, so, gotcha! Little does he know that I ha- that you and I have a podcast and I've been talking about the UEFA championships, <laughs>
0: right? For yeah.
1: So I said, "Oh, you mean you know football." you're from, where are you from? He's like, oh, from South, South London, mate. Yeah, that all. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, then you're probably pretty excited because, you know, the Premier League has three teams in the UEFA Championships for the first time in over a decade. So what do you feel about that, Matt? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, what was your name again? I said, oh, my name's Corey. He's like, and he puts his hand out as if he's now ready to accept my $100. Right. All I had to do was know a little bit of shit about the <laughs> UEFA Championships. <laughs> right. I shake his hand, I go inside. There's practically there's it's half full, but there was not there was not a person in there that didn't have a British accent, so that was throwing really? me off a little bit. There was a little three piece band that was very good mm-hmm. and really cool you could tell it was you know, when we got in there was a line of a big ass line when we left there was a big ass line, but when we were in there, this little band was playing, and then all of a sudden this girl gets up on the bar and it turns into a full-on cabaret deal. Oh. Yeah, takes her clothes off, except for, you know, pasties.
0: Really? But spins
1: them around, does a big dance thing.
0: (laughs) Okay. And I thought,
1: I I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe this is going to turn into a,
0: like a, a, you
1: know, S and M scenario. Yeah, who I, I know not...
0: where we're going with this, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and
1: I I was like, I know it's my birthday, but you know, <laughs> I've never really been into that, though I do love the show Billions. For those of you that watch Billions, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I thought it was uh it was a you know, the the my point of that was the scene in New Haven compared to the scene in <laughs> Brooklyn. And then we went to another couple bars in Manhattan. Yeah, a little different? A little different. Yeah. Just a little different. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So let's cross over Brooklyn's Bridge for three times that night. Nice. <laughs> uh, actually, three times the following morning. So, twice yeah. that night the next morning. Okay. Cross over Brooklyn's Bridge for the last segment of the show. And we hope you stick around because then you're going to know. So, as I mentioned earlier, We did the 10 entries of the Pausheba Guide to the Universe. If you did not hear episode number three, which was the first from studio, a reminder about the Pausheba Guide to the Universe. That's a combination of my last name, Paus, and my wife's last name, Sheba, hence the Pausheba Guide to the Universe. We came up with the Pausheba Guide to the Universe when we were trying to buy our first house, trying to get out of our first condo because we had one kid and then we got pregnant with twins and we knew we couldn't fit. Two more kids <laughs> in this fifteen hundred square foot penthouse condo off of Wilshire Boulevard. So we were trying to buy a house in any neighborhood we could afford in the right. West Side. Right, and we kept getting we we're zero for one, zero for two, zero for three, zero for four, and we were literally brought to tears at night because we were. What are we going to do? Are we going? We I mean we could do it. We could put right. you know three kids in one room with an office <laughs> right. Good luck um and I'm not saying that you can't do that, but it was just very difficult. I'm sure right. you've been through that. I mean, sure some people listening, you know what that's like. you know you're overwhelmed with so many things, so at night. To keep our sanity, we would scroll through famous quotes, make up our own random Twitter feeds, you name it, and we put together the Poshiebe Guide of the Universe. And if you go <laughs> back to episode three, yes. I talk about that's the one where I'm going to do the coffee table book. Yes, and at the end, it's going to say, "If you feel like I ripped you off, call my attorneys, and you will have one one hundredth of all of proceeds." Right. <laughs> if you, your particular <laughs> page, right? Okay. Anyway, so that's where we're at. So now this is episode twenty. So we're going to drop ten more entries because. In these milestone episodes, if we don't have anything, we're going to go back to the Plush diva <laughs> Guide of the Universe, because if you look in my notes on my phone, yeah, it's long.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
1: I would say we probably have at least 140 to 150 oh. good entries.
0: Oh. Okay, so okay. you ready?
1: Sure. And they're so random, and that's the whole point. Well, yeah. As I mentioned before it's similar to you think about it like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. So number one, there is a predictable imbalance in the universe. Mm. It's not going to change. It's always going to be that way. That sounds deep. These are this uh, this ten. There's a couple of deep, deep ones in there. Yeah. There's wow. a couple. There's a couple the ones. <laughs> My favorite number ten, but there's a couple deep ones. Okay. So like for instance, number two. This is not very deep, but okay. it's clever. <laughs> I have a toolbox that has two things in it. A cell phone and a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway.
0: But that is how that is you that eaten, you that yes.
1: I've actually borrowed a saw from you before. Uh, have you? Yeah, like a sawzaw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my reticulating saw. Yeah. I think I need to uh give that back. Anyway. <laughs> number three. Number three. Marilyn Monroe said that she didn't mind living in a man's world. As long as she could be a woman in it. Mm. Can you imagine how that would go over today?
0: No, yeah, (laughs) very smoothly.
1: Number four, I start out caring about everyone, but if they don't care about me, then I could care
0: less.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number five, when your kid when your young kid says, quote, what can we do? They will literally love putting the dishes away if you're into it. That's so true. Isn't that true? If you're, in, the if, key is if you're it, into it. Of course. And they will love doing anything if you're into it. Yes. I've tried, I've done, I, I, the, the dishes I can do and it's fun and they love it. Yeah. And then, but the folding of the laundry, I, they're not good at that yet. No. I can't. And so it's
0: hard for you to make it seem fun because yeah. you're like, you're doing that. right. I'm going
1: to do- fold it all again. The, the yeah. dishes is a different deal. You just hand it to them and they put it in. Exactly. You know? I can't wait till they're good at folding laundry.
0: Wow, wouldn't that be because awesome? I
1: won't fold another piece Ever. of laundry again. I might overpay from a from <laughs> I might overpay for, from a uh, an allowance standpoint. Yeah, but I promise It'd be you worth I, every
0: penny, <laughs> exactly every penny.
1: All right, number six. This one's a little deep, and I, I don't want to get into it tonight. But oh, tipping the people that deserve to be tipped could be the social blockchain revolution.
0: Mm. Just think about that for a second. I'm just going to let that seep in.
1: <laughs> and and if I understood blockchain, then right. I would try I bet,
0: to- I, I bet if I understood <laughs> it, I, that would be a very deep thing to say.
1: All right. Number seven, everything you need to know about business, you can learn by playing Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And everything about a person by playing Monopoly against them.
0: Yes. Even more so, yes. You know? Yes. Number
1: eight, men were created to test the souls of women. Yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't for women, we'd all be dead at 30. Yes. Number nine, in business, you got to feed the tigers, ride the horses, and shoot the dogs, Stan
0: <laughs> Shoot the dogs.
1: <laughs> Do you get that? Who or are no? the
0: dogs in this scenario?
1: I don't know. The people that are just bleeding cash, losing money. Little puppies. Yeah, you know, the ones that are around. overpaying for the salesmen that Chasing don't sell anything. Sure. The count executives that
0: lick their own to do uh,
1: shitty work sure I mean you want me to keep going yeah <laughs> I mean it just goes on forever but remember that feed the tigers ride the horses and shoot the dogs alright number 10 <laughs> I can't even say this without laughing <laughs> ah. alright when somebody says something stupid Dan mm-hmm. I want you to pretend like there's a little bubble caption above their head that says ding dong <laughs>
0: I don't know why that's so. Why funny. is that funny? I don't know because think of it like you hear people say stupid
1: shit all the time. All the time. And, and now that you heard me say that,
0: you would right. Instead of becoming, becoming happen, furious at their idiotic, idiot, uh, idiocity, just look above their head, ding dong, and just say ding dong in <laughs> perspective. It, thank you. Right. Thank yeah. You. Thank so you,
1: quick preview of next week. So like I said, I'm going to the Santa Anita Derby. I'm going to try Lyft for the first time. We'll recap the final four. Super excited about the uh, NBA playoffs to start next week. I believe they start late next week. We'll do preview that as well. Oh, and then I forgot to tell you, Dan, you know what else I'm doing next week? What's that? I'm shooting another music video. No. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. You want to know what song it is? Yes, I actually do. It's to ACDC's Highway to Hell.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Is this one of your uh, business yeah. raps? Yeah. I can't wait. Can we play some on the show?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I would give a. I would give a, a, a preview of that, but I'll wait to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All and right. then we'll and then we'll go. This so, beautiful thing. So that's what's going to happen next week, and uh, with that. I hope you have a great rest of your morning, a sun-filled afternoon, or a beautiful evening. And remember, when you keep a positive attitude, something's always brewing. Corey Pauls is back at quarterback now. Where is it
0: the- Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy
0: Sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.